Join us as we go beyond the root in search of the many solutions to the deep-rooted issues within the black community. Now, we may not find all the solutions, but what we do aim to do is have meaningful conversations so we can find some sort of resolution to equip the youth so they can deal with these issues in the future. So join me, Sam G. And myself, Joseph Augustine. As we go beyond the the roots. Welcome to Beyond the Root with myself, Sam G and Joseph. How are you, Joseph? Hello, listeners. I'm good, thank you. I'm good. How are you? Has your week been? Yeah, it's been really good. Um, yeah, just been working on projects, uh, tying it in with homeschooling as well, because we're working on a project in Luton at the moment. So, okay. yeah, uh, it's, it's going really well. So we're going to get an insight on what you've been doing then, yeah? Yeah, 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 definitely. Because again, it's all about, you know, trying to get out there in the community to make these changes. So that's very true. You know that's what I mean? How, how about yourself? How are you? Um, honestly, I've just been resting up. I've had an injury with my knee. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, the routine doesn't change. I've had my leg up, but mm. I've had kids, you know, mm. they've always been running amok with me but it's nothing new <laughs> that's just life yeah um, it's because they you know, know you're just hopping along now but have you taken yeah. your any like ginger because ginger is good for inflammation well ginger's in all my food garlic's in all my food you know how we do this thing Sam. I know, but have you actually boiled it up and drank it on its own? Because, you know, when you put... We all boil up a ginger and lemon with some garlic. But you you know how chemistry works. When it's included in foods, it don't really have the same impact. Yes. Well, no, I can't lie. I haven't done that. Okay. I'm going to try and preach to people. (laughs) All right. That's fine, son. You could expose me. That's fine. fine. Well, sorry. Uh, quickly swiftly moving on we're talking about business this ain't about health we're talking about business uh we're still on this one we had a really uh good insight from rowan uh, in yes. the last episode so this time we're moving towards more of a female perspective yeah that's correct yeah and i, I mean, no, it, yeah. It, it was real good um interviewing with with rowan yeah it was you know good intake on how it's done, aspiring to be an entrepreneur. He had more than one business. He wasn't limiting himself in terms of who he marketed to. He branched out to everyone. And, and he's still doing that now, which I like to see in the work that he's doing. But yeah. sorry, you were going to say something. You were going to say. No, so I was just going to say, I mean, who have you got for us this week in the hot seat? Okay, so I have a lady coming in. She does a lot locally in terms of work. She makes herself very busy in the local area of Bedford, Bedfordshire. And um, she has launched a seasoning and spice brand recently. Mm. She does cooking for many private parties, um, other organizations. She's she's doing very well. Her name is Sasha. I'll be on on the show. And I aim to delve into what it's like for an aspiring black entrepreneur. Uh, It's a woman. Um, doing her thing today inside the black community what the pros and cons what works for her how it works um being a poignant figure in the family as a mother 
Now she mm. juggles it all, basically. You know, get a real insight. And I believe yeah. this is very good. For me, to hear it from a woman is going to be a good eye-opener, just like you said in regards to when we had our ring. Yeah. You know, so I think... Uh, why why is it such... Her couple of years. Why is it, from a, a female perspective, that makes it more interesting to, to hear from your perspective? As well, me, I'm uh, thinking business is business, but yeah, go on. Well, look, um, there are there are issues that we're trying to address within the black community. Mm. And if we see a aspiring, powerful black woman, we need to know the signs. We need to recognize that and respect that mm-hmm. and and work with that and not see it as that stereotype that we are always shown, you okay. know, that are oh, independent black woman, too yeah. strong for this man. Mm-hmm. you don't know that listen to her you know open your ears to her see what she has to say okay. see her journey respect her and understand it you know and I, I don't think that would be good for me and other male listeners good I say good. It's, it's more than just I mean yes we, we're looking into business but we are aiming to address things within the black community and me I, I feel this is something this is another side to the tale of business and how yeah. it works it will follow on from our little snippets that we do in terms of our hashtag community conversations as well you know um give us really good insight into what community is so um yeah i'm looking forward i'm looking forward to listening to it and rather than waste any more time let's get straight into that interview now i am sasha born and bred a bedfordian uh, proud Bedfordian. Um, yeah, uh, what can I say about myself? Um, first of all, um, the first thing that I want to say is that my main job is I'm a parent. I'm a mum to four beautiful children. Um, I'm a wife to one wonderful husband. Um, I am a solid and firm believer in Jesus Christ, and he is the source of everything that I do. And I am the proud owner and CEO of Sasha's Kitchen, which I've been running for around six years now. I say six years officially. I think it's been going for about eight years or so, but uh, six years kind of officially where I did all all the paperwork and made everything official. Um, What I do is I do events catering. That's what I specialise in. So weddings, birthday parties, festivals, just kind of any sort of event, dinner parties, um i do have a youtube channel i put my meals up on instagram and facebook just to inspire the people um and i'm all about community um i love to support and use my love of food to support people in the community so for example um october last year i did help this young people for the school meals um with lunch meals and just provided meals i think in the whole week i provided like 160 meals um, to families and these were hot evening meals that i provided so just doing bits and pieces like that um thank you have have families that i support but yeah that's that's me yeah no thank you thank you this this is exactly why listeners i wanted to get sasha on here because i i know that she juggles so much like in her day-to-day life and still gives back to the community. So on behalf of everyone, no, thank you for the work that you've done last year. I mean, everyone felt the pinch in regards to the pandemic, 
Um, uh, you know, you've seen it on the news. Government wasn't as helping as they should have been in regards to families struggling and not being able to provide for, you know, their children, parents. So uh, once again, thank you for what you did and what you continue to do. Now, as I said, if if listeners want to, you know, see what you do, you said you had a YouTube channel. How could they get to see that? What do they need to go? Right, so just go onto YouTube and it's Sasha's Kitchen on YouTube. And to be honest, I've been really bad and I haven't uploaded in a while. But I haven't got like, <laughs> do you know what? I'm terrible with like editing and stuff. So I have to, I can't do any of that. So I have to pin my kids down to do it. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm just really terrible with technology, so I have to pin my kids down to do all the editing for me because um, yeah. they're amazing like that. But I've got a few YouTube um, videos on there, and I, I will be um, – they're just like just meals, easy meals. And um, another way that you can see what I'm doing is by Facebook. I'm really active on Facebook and Instagram. So okay. Saturday um, go on to Instagram and you can get some inspiration for some nice meals. I know that some families struggle to find inspiration of what to cook for their families. So, yeah, head over to my Instagram and you'll definitely find some inspiration on there. Oh, that's good. Well, you've heard it there, listeners. You go and follow Sasha's Kitchen. You can find her on Instagram. You can find her on YouTube and Facebook. I'm sure there'll be some great meals on there. Now, obviously, we are tackling business um, on Beyond the Root and how it fits in with the black community in the UK. Now, as I said, I've been seeing you do your thing for quite some time now. You said you've been doing this for six years um, on paper, a bit longer than that, getting to know your craft. Now, your brand in terms of Sasha's Kitchen is cultural based. Would you agree, yeah? Yeah, most definitely. So yeah, that's what I specialize in, in Caribbean food. As I, when my customers ring me and they want to find out a bit more about what I do, I am a self-taught chef, so I okay. do, do other types of food. So, you know, I, I do a, a banging lasagna, you know. <laughs> I can't say it'd be good as an authentic Italian one, but, you know, I, because I am self-taught, I, I have quite a wide variety of cooking skills. I do specialise in Caribbean Jamaican food. And when okay. I say Caribbean, I cannot make roti. So if anybody tries to book me to make roti, I just point blank say, <laughs> I can't make roti, okay? That's more of a Trini speciality that yeah. I have to accept myself. They make some good roti, but no. Yeah. <laughs> just putting it out there. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so what you're saying is, is th- this goes hand in hand basically with, what, cooking food every day, family, spicing it up. And just feeling a love for it, or was cooking something you've always loved doing? No, actually, it wasn't. So, backstory to Sasha's Kitchen is, um, so I, I always was, I was in kind of admin accounts, and that's the sort of work that I did. Then okay. I got married and had children, and I had four children quite quickly. So I think in a space of six years, yeah, I'd had four children, and I was, I was a stay home mum. So it got to the point where they were kind of at school and at preschool. And as a mum, I was just here twiddling my thumbs, felt quite lost, didn't know what to do. So I just started off by baking cakes, you know, yeah. just how I started. Um, and then literally, when I tell you that the business grew organically, it was, you know, I knew I liked cooking, but I didn't realise that I really liked cooking. I didn't realise how good I was at it. So the yeah. more that I started to cook, the more that people asked me to do different foods, you know, I just, I mean... The, how I was eight years ago is not how I am now. I mean, my curry goat is banging. 
and that that thing, man. I was like, why is it the juice not? Why is the gravy not thickening up? What am I doing wrong? It's like, but over the years, I've perfected, and I've I'm, when I tell you that I've been in the kitchen and I've worked and I've worked and I've perfected my craft. And yeah. literally, like I, my motto is food made with love because everything that I do, I do it with like with love in my heart. And you can tell when you have my food because it just comes out. The taste is just absolutely amazing. Okay. Okay. Well, yes. That's good to hear. That is good to hear. It looks amazing. Well, seeing all the pictures on Instagram. This yeah. is check it out. Seriously, it it looks like a five star when you're looking at how it's presented, and the fact that it's mixed in with the Caribbean twist mm. is all the better for me. Now, as you said, it, the business seems to have come along organically, mm. and that's from being at home making cakes and um, just trying to entertain the kids. How did you find that initially when you were starting off juggling it with the family life? Because as you said, you were a stay-at-home mum. I'm sure having four children in the space of six years, you got into a routine of mm. the home life. So making that transition, that initial spark, how, how did that work? So um, it was actually quite difficult because I've never been to catering school. I've never been to like business school. I didn't know how to run a business or anything like that. Um, all I knew is that I was really good at cooking. So as the time went on, I've had to really learn how to manage everything. So I have my time with my family. They usually like my, my events are always at the weekends. And now that they're older, it's, I think now that they're older, it works really well because they can help me. And it's more of a family run business, to be honest. Okay. So they, they help with, um, you know, they love like packaging, packaging up orders or helping <laughs> me take food, load the car. And now my two, my eldest daughters, they help to waitress. So it's more of a family run business. And I say when they were small, it was quite difficult with the transition of being a full time mum. You know, just my life was just surrounded by them. But yeah. I, knew, I knew I needed to do this for me because I knew that there was going to come a time where they would be all at school full time. And I would need something for me. And when I talk to people, I always encourage mums and dads as well, find something that you enjoy. Yes, your children are your children and you want to be there and, you know, love on them and all that stuff. But you need a life separate from your children because one day they're going to grow, they're going to grow up and they're going to move out and they're going to have their own lives and you're going to need something that's yours. Yeah. Okay. That's no, that's, that's very interesting. So, the fact that you're when you started, it was orientated around the family, but you knew you wanted something to do, get yourself motivated, not just be a stay-at-home mum raising children. As you know, like we all know as parents, that time will come to an end. We'll always be a parent, we'll always have children, but then being under your roof, you know, that always comes to an end. Yeah. Now as you're making that transition and you found yourself going more into the heritage like your, your cultural background in terms of your cooking and so forth how was that breaking through into the local black community did you find that it was something easy because it was something relatable to or was that hard for you found your peers to take note of you um if i'm honest with you i've never yes I've, there's challenges that i faced and i think we'll go more into that um, a bit later on about certain challenges that I faced um, as a black person but to be honest I always, I've always been a thinker that I'm in my own lane and yeah. 
I have to, I, I'm that sort of person, a bit like a horse. I've got my blinkers on and okay. I, don't, I don't try to look to the left or to the right. I just really try to focus on what I know my assignment is in life. What's ahead of you, like a tunnel vision? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm a lot like that. So like, for example, I've just released um, a range of sources. So as you may have seen, I've just released um, my jerk seasoning and my yep. kicking coating and my everyday seasoning. And, yep. you know, I look out there, I look at the brands and that could have deterred me because when I've looked out there and I've seen so many people doing different things, I could have said, you know what, I don't want to do this. But I was like, this is me. So regardless, someone will buy it. There's somebody out there that will use my service. Um, and as we know, in our local community, there are a lot of um, people doing this. So there are a lot of, you know, caterers and there are a lot of yeah. people doing a lot of the same thing. But for me, I know my brand and I know what I'm about. So I think for me, as a person growing up, I've always been like that. So I have never been deterred by maybe just what other people are doing or maybe not the support that I'm not getting from other people. Because I truly believe what is for me is for me. If it's not for me, then it's not for me. Okay. So what you're saying is what you've learned throughout doing this in your path is if anyone's listening that's aspiring to get out, to go out there and do their own thing, be an entrepreneur like yourself, um, regardless of what outsiders looking in are thinking or how they conduct themselves, just keep to your path, keep doing yeah. you, know your worth in what you're doing. Definitely. And I truly believe that, like, my mindset is, if it's for you, it's for you. If it's not for you, it's not. And, and don't get me wrong, I haven't always been like that. I haven't always had that mind frame, but I truly believe if someone rings me up and they say, look, I need a quote, and I give them a quote, and then they say, well, somebody else cheaper can do it, fine, go with that person. This is my price, this is my worth. And so for me, if that job's for me, that job's for me. If that client's for me, it's for me. And I think that those, um, you know, especially um, in the black community, I think sometimes we're always looking for a bargain. We are always looking for, we wanna, you know, it's like I've had someone say to me before, for example, oh, chicken is cheap. Yeah, chicken is, chicken may be cheap. But I, don't <laughs> take, I don't take the chicken and, you know, it's my mileage to go and pick up the chicken. It's yeah. my time to clean and season the chicken. And then I've got all my professional equipment that I need to take out to, to, to um, clean, to, to fry the chicken. And so they don't take that into account. They, they put you on the same par as, say, KFC. That okay. Do you understand what I mean? And yeah. not, look, not looking at you as an ind individual business, a black-owned individual business. If I had, if I had the resources of KFC, I can be charging like three pound a meal, but I don't have those resources. Yeah. And I think yeah. as a as a, as a black community, we need to get out of that mindset of oh, I can get it cheaper there, or I can get it cheaper there, and know that that's that person's worth. Okay, well, I'm happy that you do bring that up because that moves me on to a next part I want to talk about. Because as you're making that transition in the black community, and as you said, you're coming across these things, but you still have your goal at hand. Mm -hmm. Now, not everyone, and I want to get this out there, listeners, not the whole of the black community is ignorant. You no, know, that's why we, we, we still have a vibrant feel. We still are accomplishing things. Did you find in in what you were doing, any business competent business people within the black community that you could work with? Was there anyone that wanted to partner with you or someone that you saw that's 
taken those steps, they're probably ahead of you or at the same pace as you that you wanted to work with or just admired? Um, if I'm honest with you, um, I would say the only person that I would say that has really supported me in terms of a business owner would be a lady called Sharon. Okay. Um, she suggested me, she, sorry, she recommended me to work at a local, Bed, it's called Bedford, the pavilion at the park. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, um, so I was a chef there for a while. And um, through that, that gave me open doors. And she's actually introduced me to a lot of business owners, which in the last, I'd say the last three years, in terms of other people doing the craft, I can't say there's anybody even in the community that I look that I can say I look up to because I find the problem if everyone's quite secretive about what they do. So right. they don't really want to share much information with you because I think maybe they're scared that you're, you know, everybody wants to be on top. You know, as human beings, you know, we want to be on top. That's just how we are designed. So I think sometimes people are scared to to give you information and to share information with you for the fear of you surpassing them. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's very common. I mean, even in my ventures, when I've aimed to set up things, do things independently, you find when you look to put your hand out and ask someone for some help that's in the field or has been doing it um, a little longer than you, had some experience, especially, you know, in our own community. It's like they want to be the only one doing it. They don't want to basically spread the wealth. Yeah. And that's the things we've been discussing. And I suppose that goes hand in hand with business as well. And the fact that you said that it was a, another business lady that helped you, would you say that there's more of a need for um, women in business to network more, come okay. together and build a, a structure for themselves that works? Because obviously... An outsider looking in, looking at business, most of the time you see it is male-dominated. So in the Black community, do you think there's something that needs to give where prominent Black business um, women, entrepreneurs like yourself, can come together and find how you can work with each other and off each other? Because as you said, there are other pockets of business in um, small-town UK like Bedford that do catering. You do seasoning. Why not work together? Why not network? Is that something you things should be happening oh yeah most definitely and you know me as a person I've never held my hand back from helping other people you know there's been times where somebody's messaged me and I've actually been busy so I cannot do the event and I've recommended somebody else or okay. you know I'm, I'm having a weekend out and I've said you know what I'm you know January I took a whole of January out um, just to rest and I was working on some stuff I had people messaging me I was directing them to other other caterers and business people that I knew in Bedford that would, would, could do food. I'm only one person. I think if we could get into our minds as black people that we, can't, we cannot service everybody in Bedfordshire. I cannot provide food for everybody in Bedfordshire. You know, when we go to the supermarket and we look at how many brands of bread there are, you know, or how many different types of beans there are, you know, yeah. and it's just things like that. So that that person never said, "Oh, there's already a brand of bread out there. I'm not going to make it." They decided to put put their brand out, and guess what? People, somebody is buying that brand. So my thing is, is we definitely need more support. 
we definitely need more guidance in terms of um, young people starting businesses as well. You know, um, for me, I'd say one of the struggles that I face is because I never went to like, I never knew about how to run a business. I yeah. had to learn in terms of things like finances, how to set up the business, how to register it, what I needed to do to sort out with the council and all of those things to get my, my level five hygiene rating, you know, what I needed to put, the processes that I need to put in place to make sure that I got a level five. And those are things that I had to work out myself. If I had someone that I could have spoken to, they could have said, right, fill out that piece of paperwork, make sure your kitchen looks like this, make sure you've got those chopping boards, make sure you've got that. I would have known all of that from the start and I wouldn't have been ap apprehensive. So I okay. think we definitely need a forum where people can come together and we can discuss things like accounting, how to run the finances of a business, you know, just, just things like that. So what you're saying is what you found throughout the years of doing this, for getting trials and errors and helping other people, it works better if as black people, we work together within our business community to make things work in terms of marketing, understanding business economics, accounting, advertising, yeah. and just where you fit in. And I think that's, that's, that's very good because what I'm finding is that you're organically coming up with a solution or this might actually be something that you thought of for quite some time because I know I have. Mm -hmm. um, trying to address black issues within, you know, the British community. It's, it feels like it, these are all things that you have in your mindset already of how we can move forward. But it's just getting there, getting yeah. these things implemented, getting a structure in place. Do you see a building block for this to happen? And if you do, what would be the initial steps? There's, there's most definitely a building block for it. And, and do you know what? It just takes a handful of people to start it up. It takes just, I would say, like three people, you know, and there's so many people that have different services. Like, I, you know, you may know somebody that does accounts. Um, yeah. you know, we may know a lawyer that knows the legal sides of, of doing things, you know, and actually just getting, I mean, for my, my, okay, if I had to picture this, the way that it would look, is to have some sort of forum that business owners or those that want to get into business that could come together at least maybe every three months and we would there's different topics that we could discuss and like so a breakfast and brunch type thing yeah, business so and brunch something sorry business, business and, brunch. and brunch yeah, yeah. something like that but for our community so for example maybe one month we could discuss accounts how to run your accounts effectively as a business you know especially during this pandemic loads of businesses suffered you know and there were grants and things that people business owners could have got gone for but they weren't in the um surroundings and surrounded by the people to know what that what grants were available so just 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 things like that no that's very true that's very true so business and brunch black community something that's at least a stepping stone to yeah. build as a, a secure future for any young black entrepreneur aspiring to be like, like I say, like yourself. Because from how it sounds, you started from complete grassroots. Um, no real background in cooking, no education in cooking, and completely self-taught and driven. And probably if you did have these forums and these communities 
to work with, let's say accounting, because I mean, I say accounting because you have brought it up a few times. That seems like something that must have been a real issue in the beginning for yourself to now be someone that knows about accounting and something that happens every tax year. You know, if you're working for another company, tax year is just another tax year, but I can imagine having your own company. No, you've got to get those numbers in before yeah. it hits that day. And it's, it's got to be accounted for all the pennies, definitely. all the pounds. Definitely. definitely. And, I, and I bring that up a lot because a lot of businesses fail within the first maybe year, two years, because they haven't sorted out their account properly. And luckily that was something that I was like, after the first, I was like, I've got to, got to get this. It's the struggles that I was like, right, come on, Sash, you've got to get this sorted. That That's why I'm so passionate about stuff like that. And just things like as a food business, like, for example, you know, registering with the council. So making sure that you're properly registered, that you've got your um, food hygiene, you've got all of those things. And just having a forum that, you know, you could say, this is where you can go, the, go and get the course done. You know, it, you know, I had a young person come to me last year that wanted to start a cake business. Yeah. And I said to them, I said to them, they were selling cakes. And I said to them, the least you need to do is go and get your level two food hygiene. That's the least that you need to do because God forbid anything happens, you're going to be liable because you do not, you're not qualified to be providing food to the public. So okay. she was like, where do I get this from? You know, I went straight online, found her the link, sent it to her. I think the course cost like 35 pounds. She was like, oh, asking me some questions. I helped her. Because my thing is, I'm helping you to better yourself. I see that you're trying to do something and you want to provide a service. What, why shouldn't I help you? Yeah, no, that's that's very true. And I, and what's coming to light to me as you're saying these things, because as you say, last year, pandemic, there were a lot of people similar to yourself, um, black women at home, income was slashed to 80% because of the pandemic. You have to stay at home. A lot of people were furloughed. They needed that income and they started doing businesses for themselves. Now I can imagine now we're coming out on the other side of this. They're coming across these things, things that they have to do that might have gone under the radar due to the pandemic. And you see them set up things on Facebook, catering Mm -hmm. businesses, printing businesses. And I think someone like yourself who has the experience in terms of being a at home full-time mum, going through the transition of wanting to better yourself and doing it independently and it, your business being family orientated, you know, having your, your children work with you alongside you doing waitressing and so forth. Someone like yourself would probably be very useful for a forum. So, you know, if, if anyone is out there, look, as a community, we do need to come together. And, and I believe that Sasha is, is saying some things that people need to listen to because, and I bring this up in regards to, I just want you to know this, Sasha. I do bring this up in regards to black women because in our community, one of the problems I truly believe is that black women ride for the community. Mm. Hands down. Anything happens, positive, negative, they're out marching. Tens and thousands all over the world. Now, if anything happens to a black woman, I can say this hand on my heart, open and honestly, I don't see men out there marching in their tens and thousands Mm. angry things happening so i believe your side of the story needs to be sold from all aspects and i'm i'm real happy to have you on here speaking as a, a black woman a mother in your house making things happen for yourself and the journey that you've gone on for me 
I'm I'm very proud and happy to have you on the show. And you know what, what we don't believe is that what we don't remember is that there's strengths in there's strength in numbers. Yes. There's, there's actually strength in numbers. And the more of us that can unify with each other is the stronger we get. You know, I'm not doing this for myself. I'm doing this for my children and my children's children and my nieces and nephews and other children that I know because I want them to see that, yes, it's wonderful to be a mum. Don't get me wrong. I love that. And I, my children are my pride and joy. But you know what? You can be more than a mum. You can have your business. You know, you can have something that's thriving. And yes, you can do that with other people, good people surrounding you because there's strength in numbers. And I think if us as a community can come together and realise that we're not just doing this for me, I don't just do Sasha's Kitchen for me. Yes, I do make money off it. That's my livelihood. But for me, I do this for my community as well. Yeah, yeah, community is very important. Very important. From how it sounds, you've been doing a lot of work in the community. And um, I'd just like to thank you for it. Like I say, it's, it's always good to have a figure like yourself that does what you do and gives back. I think that's very important. I've, I've said that many times. Yeah, everything you learn in life, everything that you accomplish, you need to give back because yeah. what else is there than to see the fruits of your labour grow again in yeah. someone else, you know, that bears the same struggle as you. So no, thank you, thank you. Um, well, before we do wrap this up, do you have anything that you would like to say to anyone that's aspiring to be in the position that you're in? I mean, you've done BBC radio, you've done catering for some prestigious local figures, and I've seen your work throughout the years. And like I say, I'm, I'm very proud of you and what you do in the community. Anything that you can give back in terms of words, any advice, anything that you do want to see, at least come from this show in terms of your ideas of building a forum. Just just put it out there for me, please, so the listeners can hear. Um, what would I like to see? What would I like to say? Um, firstly, if anybody is interested in starting some sort of forum, email me, sashaskitchen at yahoo.com or go onto my website, and drop me an email, I will be happy to be involved in some sort of forum as we maybe some breakfast brunch, business brunch or something like that. I mean, wherever there's food, people want to join anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we do as black people. You know we love you know we love the goodness. If, if you're offering some some free snacks, I'm sure you'll get some people coming in there. But, um, <laughs> I'll definitely need to do some saltfish fritters, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. But no, it, no. But seriously, if anyone is interested in putting something together, like my, I'm, I truly believe that there's strength in numbers, and it doesn't need to be like ten of us. I mean, just a handful of us, just to start it off, and you know, just to be consistent. I think the problem with our community is that we're not consistent. We start things, we stop things, we start things, we stop things. But I'm in whatever we do. I'm in it. For the long haul so like i said number one if anyone's interested just drop me a message um number two to anybody that is thinking of starting a business or has started a business i just want to say push through it is not easy you will face many challenges you will sometimes feel like giving up you will feel like is it worth it especially when you see other people coming up and they they seem to be getting further than you if it is your dream and it is your heart's desire, keep pushing, 
and keep pressing because I am a testimony that when you see a vision and you have a vision and you keep going for that goal, that what is for you will be for you. So that's my thing. Keep pushing and keep pressing and, and also keep believing in yourself. You have to be your biggest cheerleader. You have to be your biggest believer in your brand and what you're doing. So um, that's number two. And number three, if anybody needs any sort of support or any advice, drop me a message. I I'm not here to withhold my hand or my advice. If you need any ideas or whatever, any support in helping to run your business, a little advice, that I the little experience that I've got, I'll be willing to share it with you. Interested in hearing your ad played during the show across two podcasts? Then get in touch at inquiries at beyond-theroot.com. Joseph, that was amazing. Everything that I heard was on point. Thank you. Thank you. No, it really was. Mm -hmm. um, thank as you I said so to, much to Sasha too. Thanks to Sasha to coming yeah, in. as I was about to say, as I said to Sasha, it's, it's a real blessing to have someone like herself um, talking to me, you know, mm -hmm. giving me an insight on her journey and what she had to do and how she worked around her family and the things she found within the Black community and her aspirations of what she wants for all of us to achieve, mm. which really stood out for me, which was so good to hear that she is willing to actually just lay it all on the line every time for someone that wants to know on how to do this, what they need to do, what are their stepping stones. And we don't hear that enough. You know, I've spoke to many people, but actually saying that they will just, anyone that's interested, I'm, I'm happy. And then giving out your information in order for them to get in contact. A lot of people talk, but they're not active. And that was, that was good for me. Mm -hmm. What did Definitely. you take from it though? What, I mean, obviously it was just me and Sasha, but what did you take from it? What, what points were, were good for you? The main points was how she opened up to the fact that, you know, first and foremost, she is a mother um, yeah. doing this and the support that she has within that home structure, first and yeah. foremost, bringing it out then into the wider sense of the community, because <laughs> listening, listening to that reminded me of a, an event that I myself did put on in the early beginnings of, of Rising Roots, but it was a networking event, but it wasn't attended. And I felt that at that time, going away and reflecting on it, the community really needed to shake up a little bit more. I needed to wait for my own community to kind of, you know, know what, what they're doing in terms of like business and reaching out and networking and all of that. And by listening to what she said today, that stir has definitely happened. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. listening to, to what people are doing behind closed doors as well and celebrating that and wanting to celebrate that with the wider sense of the community. Definitely. I think I really want to see now her spices and things like that should be used in other areas within where we live you know, yes, to yes, like other yeah. restaurants and various different places like that, or even sold in some of the the Caribbean and African uh, African Caribbean shops that we've got here within our local community. That kind of networking is now what I want to see. 
Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and I think that that's actually a good start. As she was saying, people need to come together in terms of forums, help each other, see where they can actually work together mm-hmm. and not just, you know, be watchy-watchy from the sides and just too much passer and talk about, oh, they look at them and they're doing their business and yeah. being a rival and wanting to keep secrets because doing the interview with her, that's, I mean, she respectfully didn't delve too much into what other people were doing in terms of a negative. Because I can sense no that from that. the, yeah, which was good, you know, which is testament to the type of character she is. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of felt like through her journey, the negatives that she faced were other people in the field basically keeping all the information to themselves, trying to corner the market, not actually work with the black community and push us all forward where we could all benefit and the next generation can because they're seeing that generational wealth as we are looking to discuss. This is um, this is generally why we do this show, as we're always going to keep saying, you know, it is that time to change the narrative now because yeah, our young people are listening. Our young people are watching our every yeah. move and what's happening within the deeper sense of the community. And you're going to hear certain things from them. So, you know, it's about to get a lot deeper when we come for series two and you're hearing from young people themselves in terms of, you know, business, education and all of that. But it is definitely time for us to change the narrative and to to get rid of this oppressive mind state because yeah. it's damaging, it's really damaging to our community. You, you're not going to be able to build. Building from your own home structure, that's great. Having to actually go out of town, which is not a bad thing, but to go out of town and be more widely appreciated out of town than rather than within your own community, that's damaging. So yeah. we need to yeah. definitely change that front. But what I did also like was the community call to action. And um, I am putting it out there on air that it's something that will be reignited, the um, networking event, how we go about calling that name. What was Business and Brunch? Business and Brunch, yeah. Yeah, so whoever, whoever wants to get involved, please get in contact with us, whether that be on our Facebook forum page, a DM via our Instagram page, which is beyond underscore the root, uh, or just the email, which off the top of my head now, it's beyond hyphen the root. No, inquiries. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) There's too much. There's too much. It's inquiries at beyond hyphen the root. Yes. I like what you're touching on there. Sam, because what uh, another thing that I got from this interview is that what she feels the community could benefit from mm. is the forum. So please use our Facebook page, if need be, to get in contact with other people in regards to business, but also the community in terms of networking, accountants. We've said this before. Um, Anything legal, any certificates you need or that you've that you've got already and you're in business and you know there might be other people out there that actually need advice on where to get these things, web links to look at. We're here for that. 
as Sam keeps saying, we are here for the community and we are trying to bring ourselves together so we can build a better future for tomorrow's generation. And the fact that Sasha's saying these things within the interview should let you know that these things need to happen. So we do have a platform for that. You know, mm. we want it to be if you are genuine. Just like I said, Sasha gave out her email details. I speak to a lot of people. Not a lot of people give out contact details. They say things just for marketing purposes. She's willing to do that. Take it genuinely. Sorry, I just wanted to correct myself. <laughs> I got my email address right. It's inquiries at beyond-theroot.com. So if you want to uh, join us in that respect, send over an email. Uh, like Joseph said, if you are from the accounting world, food hygiene, anything uh, in terms of let's start networking from now so that we can make this forum big because I'm, I'm very much willing. I'm reaching out to Sasha after we finish this and definitely letting her know that I'd be happy to start something with her. And um, yeah, let's do this because it's all about making changes within our community. And it's only us that can do it. We cannot sit here and complain about the negatives when we are not trying to introduce the positives. That's correct. That mm-hmm. is correct. Mm-hmm. So I, I love the fact we've had quite a, a spectrum here. We've spoken to Rowan, who, if I'm recollecting my brain, he did actually say similar things too in relation yeah. to supporting and all of that. We've had really good insight here from Sasha as well. So you've got two very good perspectives in terms of business and how that looks. Next week's show, we want to really hone in on these solutions. Yeah. So hopefully, perhaps if we get your feedback within uh, after this show, straight after this show and throughout the week, by next week, we should be able to come through with what your guy, with what you listeners are bringing to the table too, um, in terms of the forum. Um, yeah. And if you want to be on the show, we do not discriminate. We do not exclude to come on the show. Yeah. Uh, you know, speak your speak. As yeah, long I mean, as you are putting positivity back into the community and you are all about unity within our community, then that's exactly what we want. Sorry, Joseph, what were you going to say? No, I was about to say exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have any input that is basically generating change for ourselves in the Black community, making us stronger, making us more unified, and you believe it's a topic that needs to be pressed, we are more than willing to listen and get active on it. As long as it makes sense for us all to move forward, we are happy to move forward with you. That's that's pretty much what I was going to say here. Okay, well, listeners, I hope that you've enjoyed today's show, which no doubt I hope that you have. Of course Um, they have. (laughs) Come on now. Of course they have. What's up? You're lucky. You're lucky that he's... uh, not in that Wing Chun moment at this precise <laughs> time that he's kind of laid out people because he came through with that forceful, you know? Nah, joking. <laughs> joking, I hear you. Um, but, yeah, make sure you get the ginger as well, yeah? Why yeah, not? I'll, mm-hmm. I'll listen to you this time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yes, uh, we are coming to the end now. So we've given you all the direct links 
and all that's left for us now to say is goodbye and i hope that you have a blessed week joseph listeners you take care and goodbye thank you for listening (laughs) bye bye
You've tuned in to the Rising Roots podcast, the home of re-educating the mind and putting unity right back into community.